This is no bullshit gaming podcast, two and a half gamers. Sharing actionable insights, dropping knowledge from our day-to-day user acquisition, game design, and ad monetization jobs. We are definitely not discussing the latest industry news, but having so much fun. Let's not forget this is a 4 a.m. conference discussion vibe, so let's not take it too seriously. Welcome, everybody. We have myself, Joseph Kim, and Monte Lanserek, and we are going to be talking about the five, five biggest game, mobile game launches of the past year. There's a lot of talk about ID fade deprecation, mobile games dead, everything's over, everything's can't, be, dead. can't be successful, and yet we've got five games that we're going to look at, Honkai Star Rail, Survivor.io, Monopoly Go, Marvel Snap, and Frozen, Frozen City. City. So these are the five games that we have looked at and believe to be the five biggest launches over the past year. Uh, before we dive in, I know we're going to be broadcasting this to both of our audiences, game makers, and to two and a half gamers. But for the game makers audience who doesn't know who you are, Mate, and why you are the best person <laughs> in the world, in the world to speak about mobile game launches in UA, uh, maybe yeah. take a minute. Thanks about who you yeah. are. Okay, let's let's take a minute. So I've been in the industry ten years, uh, working with different companies, UA consultant, soft launching global global launch around thirty five games in the past years, spending around like forty million ish profitably, profitably, profitably. And <laughs> and I'm the host of the No Bullshit Gaming Podcast, Two and a Half Gamers. Great right. to be here. Now right. you should introduce to the right. audience of Two and a Half Gamers. Yes. We, had, we had you on. Yes. So if anyone saw the Two and a Half Gamers episode with me, I, if you haven't, go check it out. Yeah. But I'm you basically should. mainly known for being the handsomest executive in the game industry. <laughs> but besides that, besides sure. that we, don't, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> besides that, um, I am the CEO of a, a FPS gaming studio, uh, mobile first, based out of India. Uh, Leela Games and do stuff on Game Makers, create some content that I think is interesting, that is important, critical information to give you that alpha, that edge, and why we are going to be, or how you can be successful in the market. So now we are going to look at these five big game launches. And I, we've got some. We've got some numbers. Should we? Or maybe we can go over the numbers and dive, yeah. dive into these uh, you in detail. This okay. Let's see. Um, okay. Or you want to go through the. Let, so yeah, maybe what one. I could do is uh, I'll go over the numbers and then uh, maybe splice in what in, in post. We I can kind of show some of the yeah. stuff. But yeah, yeah, first yeah. game, Honkai Star Rail, uh, publisher is Hoyoverse, formerly known as uh, MiHoYo. Yeah. Although I, I think the way to pronounce it, everyone <laughs> pronounces it differently, and the Chinese pronounce it differently. Okay. This was launched April 26 of this year. So far, cumulative downloads, 54.6 million downloads. It's done about 180 million in cumulative net revenue. This is net. And so, you know, in my opinion, this is, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it in more depth, but this has been like a huge winner, huge game massive, you know, kind of success. Massive success. But if you have 4,000 employees, there's no, <laughs> other, there's no other way. There's no other way. It yeah, yeah, yeah. just has to be a success. And we'll, we'll talk about this. The other game that I'm surprised about, Survivor.io. Really? Um, Habby, August 11, 2022. So it launched a little bit earlier, towards the end of last year. 
It was a huge launch last year, huge, right. huge launch. So you might know Hobby from Archero. Yep. And this is the, another game. They actually launched, I think, like two other games last year. Right. But this is definitely like the biggest success. They launched recently Snaker, but not even close to the success right. of Survivor IO. So close to 69 million cumulative downloads right now and about 268 million in cumulative net revenue. So, Which is IIP only, and there is yes. definitely an additional revenue in ads. Yes, so this small. this is making a shit ton of money. It's it's raining dollars for Survivor.io, so like good for those guys. It's really it's really a great game as well, and like a huge success. Next is Monopoly Go by Scopely, launched April 12th of this year. Um, so the not a long time ago, not a long time ago. <laughs> not, not, not a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Cumulative downloads so far about twenty-two and a half million, um, and cumulative revenue about twenty-eight million in net revenue. This is all from data.ai data. I, I think we've also looked at some of the sensor tower data. Yeah. Some discrepancies. Yeah, there are some differences. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes small, sometimes big, but you know we can talk about that as well. Uh, next, Marvel Snap, um, published by Newverse. Um, and coincidentally, I just came from speaking to the Newverse guys. Uh, so, so out of the TikTok office in Culver City. So, literally, nice. just, just came, came from meeting those guys. Can provide a few additional insights. Nice. October eighteenth, twenty twenty two launch. So late last year, seventeen point two million cumulative downloads and about seventy nine million in cumulative revenue. So. Okay. No, no ads there. No ads there. <laughs> no. no ad revenue is, is what yeah. Monte means. Yeah, yeah. And finally, Frozen City. Now, I played all of these games. I got to say, the game that I am impressed by, and this is not just because, by the way, there, there is a Fun Plus angle, right? Oh, okay, yeah. Century kind of spun out of Fun Plus. There's some relationships there. There's some shared right. people there. But I was actually quite impressed playing this game. We'll talk about it. December 26th of last year launch. So... Odd timing. I yeah, mean, interesting time. Yeah, yeah maybe you time. can, like, when we get there, I think you should yeah, speak okay. about, like, you know, December last year. Yeah, and, December, and, yeah. And that timing, <laughs> about that. 17, 18 million downloads and cumulative, uh, cumulative downloads so far, and about 26 million in cumulative revenue. And similarly, you, yeah, you, you there think are some there's ads, ads but... a significant amount of money <laughs> on ads as well. <laughs> it's, it's working quite well. And, I mean, there are some... Um, estimations that Felix uh, done when we talked about the game before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think it's like 30, 40% on, on top of what we see it's uh, wow. additional revenue ads, uh, ad revenue. Wow. Not so, bad. Yeah, not bad. Okay. So maybe we can dive in starting with Honkai Star Rail. Now, maybe before we dive in, we can provide a little bit of context in terms of Mihoyo as well. So in my opinion, this is a company with a very differentiated strategy, right? Mm -hmm. So these guys are big ballers. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> they, they are coming in hard and strong, and they have a significant moat because, for example, when we think about Genshin Impact, yeah. they spent $100 million in development, reportedly, okay. and they're spending $200 million in live ops a year. So... Like when you think about okay. the kinds of studios that can compete against this strategy of super high production value, yeah. right? So you got massive production value, and then you're launching a game with a free-to-play model. It's it's a very different model from what from anyone else that I'm seeing. And the word on the street, and you know, I'm one of the few people who actually hears the 
from China. Oh, nice. With okay. my my Chinese connections. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But reportedly, kind of like the uh, the strategy behind Hoyoverse is actually to try to become like the Nintendo okay. of free to play mobile. Interesting. So basically, like you can just go down the line of all of the game, like you know, of course, Zelda, yeah. Genshin, but like you know, other games. So okay. you can expect the future game strategy of Hoyoverse to be: we're going to look at the most successful titles on Nintendo mm. on Switch, yeah. and then we're going to try to create a free-to-play mobile cross-platform version of okay. that. And by the way, we have our massive Chinese team that works 996 and we have the massive budget, <laughs> okay. try to mess with us. Yeah, Just like, try to follow us. No We're going to fuck you up. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, that's kind of the strategy. That's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> no, honestly, if you have that amount of employees, it's just right. like, it's hard to compete. Right. And the, the, the quality bar for Genshin and Honkai is just like, yeah, it's, it's amazing. So right now, when we look at Hoyoverse, two top worldwide grossing games right genshin and this and they, they behind these two games they are now one of the top five publishers oh yeah in the world and um just looking at let's see just checking their stats here we can see so downloads have actually dropped off quite a lot uh yeah well, i mean of course well on a, yeah. a, on a relative, relative basis, basis for them yeah but still we're looking at like one hundred thousand. Uh, yeah 100 120 a day yeah which is for so, any yeah. other company, that'd be that's a pretty huge. That's pretty huge. <laughs> uh, but the amount of revenues they're making on a daily revenue basis. Revenue is is kind of holding. We're seeing some spikes. What was what the hell was this? I'm pretty sure that was a, a live ops event, right? Or or anything. Well, I'm. I think uh, Jakub mentioned there was like a new character introduced in the game. Okay. And it's like that. That was probably what happened around May, yeah, mid, mid May. Yeah, or mid May. That, that really drove the revenue. Um, I think that I didn't I didn't check um, RPD here, but I, I assume that you know if we're talking about again, out of the roof, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's Just... probably going up up into the right. Um, was there anything you saw from like um, you know a marketing perspective that, that you think that they did differently, or what what so, was your take on how they I mean, launched? How they launched? Uh, I was expecting. Uh, I wasn't expecting that, honestly, like, they would spend anything because, well, it's just big game, they have Genshin, but they're actually spending, I have no idea how much money, but I would expect a, lo a lot. Sure. But then they have, uh, well, I mean, China is top one market, right? Uh, then there's uh, Japan, and then there's US on the third, uh, third spot. And there are the, the usual suspects, which is uh, the Google and Facebooks and all of the all of the fun stuff. Then they have the the Moloko, which is I mean that's like a hot shit nowadays in the UA space. I mean mm -hmm. I have no idea like what they are doing, but apparently, and I, I see it on, on my side as well. I, like that UA channel and then DSP is working super well okay. on on different games. So you are actually buying from different networks anyway. Right. Through, and through can you so for our audience and especially in mind, they're not as tuned in to UA. So when you say a DSP, can you explain to the audience what you mean by that? Let's call it uh, a Demand programmatic side. buying yeah. and um, let's simplify things. So they have an inventory of different ad networks. Like uh, here, we can see they're buying from. Uh, Unity, Atcolon, Evangel, Uplavin, and others, but they have their own um, mechanism and algorithms for mm -hmm. like bid for bidding. So, and then you can just 
deploy lots of budgets yeah. into in it's amazing well. how little facebook is now <laughs> it's very little i know right so it's very very little and uh, i mean if we had this conversation like two or three years ago like, yeah facebook would be top one yeah and then google and then everything else and apple you got your way <laughs> you accomplished mission accomplished <laughs> exactly. you guys destroyed facebook yeah, yeah oh my god yeah it's i mean it's uh on Android, it's just so competitive on Facebook. It just doesn't work that much. On iOS, it's slightly different story, but still, I mean, you have all the other, all the other networks. But if you are, you know, spending two hundred million on live ops, right. then you need to spend across the, like all of the channels, right, <laughs> basically. Right, right. And now we actually talked about the night cross that that you mentioned uh, with Jakub. Okay. And uh, and even like they had this like offline marketing in in South Korea quite heavily. So I'm pretty sure like these guys have their own ways of how to market right. their game in uh, in these areas. But honestly, they still, yeah, the country distribution is, like I said, like US, then uh, Japan, Korea. And I mean, we don't see the China in, in these tools that much, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure like that's like huge, 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 yeah. Yeah. huge, huge. And they're, look, so they're, creatives and uh we can we can show it some some things in the in the post-production as well it's just so beautiful i mean right it's so beautiful in uh, in other games like a lot of other like um strategies on the creative side like fake ads misleading as like they these guys that they don't need to do it right. <laughs> at all they just use all the nice characters the gameplay it's it feels so beautiful. Right. And maybe for our audience, the other important thing to note is that a lot of the data services, whether it's data.ai or Sensor Tower, will not track like the alternative app stores in yeah. China. And for a game, like some of these top Chinese games are not only dominating like some of the charts, but they're also not counting the mm. revenue from the alternative oh, yeah, yeah, app stores. So the money is huge. We don't have the PC uh, revenue as well, right? Right, right. And I'm pretty sure like this is like, also like super huge. Right, right, right. <laughs> so long story, sto- sh- long story short, it's good to be Hoyoverse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 100%. It's good to have 4,000 employees. If you can afford that, then of course, like you can dominate the whole world basically. Yeah. And now like you see the, on, the, on the revenue, as soon as they... And, I can't imagine if they can spend more money on the live ones, but I'm pretty sure they will eventually, and that yeah. should just go up. Right, right, right. And with this type of monetization, I mean, the UA is, like, basically easy. But with this type of budget, I guess it's just, like, almost the shotgun approach. Like, you just you would just be everywhere. Like like Mobile Strike and Machine Zone back right. in the days. You just open up the fridge, and then there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Instead, like, this is going to be characters from, uh, well, I guess the whole, whole uh, burst now. Yeah. It's nice. So should we move on or anything? Yeah, let's let's move on because now like this feels like very out of the reach for like a lot of companies, Mm -hmm. but it's always good to talk about like the huge successes. Like it's it's good for like motivation. (laughs) Maybe the second game we should talk about. Let's see here. We probably oh Monopoly Go. Okay, the most controversial. (laughs) Yeah, controversy. Controversy everywhere. (laughs) Is how well is Monopoly Go doing? Okay, so now yeah, we can if we look at the numbers. Okay, by the numbers. It appears that Monopoly Go is doing really well. So if you look at, for example, the downloads, it's they have not dropped off. Yeah, they, not at all. Yeah, they're going, 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 and the revenue is—you can see their early revenue stacking, and it's it's going up it's like going this. Up. Yeah. Now the question, though, <laughs> is okay. These guys are spending a lot. 
Yes, that's the word on the street. Like they're spending quite a lot of money on on the database. Right now, now the, also the word on the street is that the internal people from Scopely are saying this is a great game. This yeah. game is monetizing like crazy. But okay, so here's my concern. Okay, let's. My concern is like the amount and scale that it seems like they're spending. So, like, I, I can understand some people going hard during launch because yeah. you want to. So, and there's different philosophies, but one philosophy is you, you want to try and get launch velocity. You yeah. want you want to get a lot of people behind the game, especially during that kind of golden cohort phase. But they haven't done that and eased off and said, "Okay, let's see where these ARPUs are getting to. Yeah. Let's see how this game scales." It seems like they're just <laughs> yeah. pedal to the metal. Yeah. We're going, guys. Yeah. We're, we're rolling. <laughs> and it's like, okay, but so, so my concern is this, okay? So they, they, were, they were in soft launch for a while. So I assume they kind of understand what the shape of their ARPU curve looks yeah, like. Okay. But when you go hard, when you go much higher scale, and when you go to you know uh, focus on a, 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 a geo like the U.S. Yeah. More, more specifically, like... Will they be able to maintain um, that ARPU growth over time? You know, how, how well, because here's, here's what I know of Scopely. These guys are some aggressive marketers, right? Yeah. They're aggressive growth guys. And they go a lot off of, you know, basically, you know, it's, it's common to go off of like D3, D7, yeah. ROAS. Um, I think they call, they, they, they call D7 ROAS, D7 Recoup. Okay, but what often happens is you you basically can sometimes like pick your budget and you tell me like I'm not the expert you're the expert yeah. right so sometimes you'll look at your your D seven to lifetime and you'll you'll assume a ratio yeah and they may have done that based upon other geos and based upon um, the initial like the initial so the initial D sevens that they're seeing right now they may they may you're assuming that that continues to yeah, grow. To and I think that they're being very aggressive. Also, you got to think about strategically with Savvy. Savvy wants to be a number one publisher. Savvy yeah. wants to have, like, strategically they want to go. So I feel like you've got you've got a company known for, for aggressive push in the past who may not have been profitable in the past. Yeah. No, nobody knows. On the streets, <laughs> it was a word shit, on the nobody knows. Um, until COVID. Um, and, and then you've you've got a buyer and an operator now through Savvy yeah, who just wants to push with a shit ton of money and who don't really care about profitability. Yeah. So I guess what I'm not so sure about is I think they're making a lot of assumptions on their D7 to lifetime and they're pushing really hard. Yeah. But this may not actually be super profitable. We don't know. I'm not look. Yeah, I'm not know. saying. We don't know. We don't. I'm not saying. But it looks like. Money. Yeah, but it looks like it's it's not there yet. They're losing money now. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100%. But but the, and they're assuming they're going to get paid back. But also, the other thing that they could be doing, and where this might make sense, is I don't know if you remember the old like Japanese strategy, especially when you had the old CCG um, Dache based games like. Rage of Bahamut back in those days, but they used to build their UA models not only off of a single game, but they would they would basically oh, have okay. a UA UA model against a portfolio. Okay, so it's based on like all the games, and then 
you have like an LTV of the, the whole portfolio. Well, uh, LTV type. of the user based yeah. upon, hey, you know, we're going to get this user. And then he will spend and, it across and, the whole games. And for the Japanese had this model where it's like, okay, after a certain point in the lifetime of a player, they're going to push them to this yeah. other gotcha other game. CCG yeah, okay, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another gotcha. And they may, okay. they may model two to three games out. Mm, okay. So anyway... That's why I'm a little bit skeptical that you can't be comparing Monopoly Go apples to apples against other game launches. Almost no, probably no. And that this, the calling Monopoly Go a success right now, based upon what I know historically... <laughs> it's very early to say it's a success. I mean, it, the game grows like crazy. That's true. The revenue yeah. grows like crazy. But also, if you spend a ton of money on a daily basis, which... Words of the streets, it's millions. Nobody knows. Uh, <laughs> nobody knows if it's if that's true. Yeah. Then it's going to be very hard to actually recoup that money. And even if yeah. you are looking at what, like a year, maybe two years, like. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like the old social casino guys were like anywhere from eighteen to twenty-four months, right? Yeah. At one point in time. And this this category, even if you have the monopoly IP, I mean, it's not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Not, not so there, cheap there's going to be a rev share here. You know? and, and true, yeah, yeah, of course. You guessing twenty percent, guessing, yeah. <laughs> guessing. So yeah, you need to yeah. make like twenty percent more to actually be profitable at some point in the future with like really high CPIs in this category, and you have three hundred thousand daily installs. And there's like the top one is still like US, which makes right. me wonder like that's yeah that's a lot of money. Right now, maybe the the other game we could talk about or think about is like it, it is very similar to coin master right so if it can get coin master arpu then i think it should be okay it should, it should do well and then the question is is that so this is a this is a question that you know and i haven't played monopoly go long enough or well enough and i don't know that genre well enough yep. but you know, then I think if you're really interested in understanding how well monopoly will fare over time then it would be like okay what are the differences between a coin master versus a monopoly go yeah. and does it have the ability to reach the kind of monetization characteristics of of a coin master well have you guys deconstructed this as part of two and a half? We are planning to actually. Okay. Yeah, All right. We, yeah. yeah. So this this is what you should be asking. This yeah. Is what yeah. Should look at. No. 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 Because yeah, we have we have talked about preparations for this, and then the comparison to Coin Master is actually that what we talked about, right? And how we should think about it, because yeah, people compare it to Coin Master quite heavily, but I'm not sure, so sure if it's uh, anywhere close there. Of course, like there are similar. There are there are different games like uh, Dice Dreams, and like there are different iterations. Jakub already talked about it in, in in his LinkedIn post. Yeah, I guess it's fair, but in terms of the US strategy now, like they're pushing so hard, it, I'm most probably sure that they will need to like slow down very very soon because it's not sustainable. <laughs> I mean, the revenue grows, but it's going to peak very very soon. I mean, I, I'm guessing like two weeks from now. Okay. Two weeks from now. And then, then we'll uh, deconstruct <laughs> like, okay, so now, like, yeah, <laughs> this is time. Because, I mean, it's super aggressive, honestly. Right. I wasn't expecting this type of uh, revenue growth and um, the 300K downloads per day. It's just like, since they launched, it's flat, like you said. And, yeah, well, I'm not, yeah, I... Even if you compare the, the the ARPU curve from soft launch, it's different scale. 
Yeah. It's a very different scale. So it's not like apples to apples. Like, I mean, right. the shape might be the, the same, but honestly, with this type of budget on a daily basis, it, it might not be even two years. Right. And the other thing for our audience, just just like, be, you know, UA 101, and Mate is the expert, I'm not the expert, but one of the things, a concept for product managers, executives to understand is like, if you were to think of it, um, so I'll talk into this camera. So if you think about a, a two-dimensional graph where you have like volume on the x-axis and cost CPI on the y-axis, what happens is you push volume is that you often get kind of an exponential curve at some point. There, there's going to be a bend yeah. uh, in, in, in terms of the graph at certain scales of volume. And so the question is, they have not operated at this scale before. They, yeah. they were sitting in, in soft for a while. So a lot of the assumptions that you make as you start to scale up start to break down. And that's the risk is that, you know, and that's also one of the reasons why some people will push the first two weeks and then ease off and say, okay, let's see where we're at. These guys are not ease off type of guys. They're like, and boom, also, we're yeah. going. And also, <laughs> uh, you mentioned the golden cohort. Golden yeah. cohort is always better. Yes. In terms of like yes. all the KPIs. Yes. The lowest CPI, the highest LTV, which honestly, by now, it's, it's over right. <laughs> already. And, and so some, sometimes what people will do is they'll take the golden cohort KPIs and extrapolate forward. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it looks it's pretty small. good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. <laughs> Let's push even more. And then yeah. after three months, you right. wake up like, oh, shit. Yeah, and, then, and, and when, you, when you've got like a 18 to 24-month payback period, that original guy who built that aggressive model yeah, he's is already, not, he's not yeah, a guy. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's already gone from the company. He's like, oh, well, you, you, you can play this. <laughs> no, I, honestly, like this is very um, risky. But again, like if you have a, a new buyer, uh, well, the buyer of the company, yeah. and then you have shit ton of money, and, and there's strategic reasons. Yeah, and we don't have the, con yeah. the full context, of course. And even if they're not profitable, then you know somebody comes back and builds them all that. Oh, yeah, we we're always wanted to do the portfolio strategy, right? <laughs> yeah. We're banking on getting these. You know, these Japanese companies, they did it as well. <laughs> yeah. I heard it on, on the podcast before. <laughs> let's listen to this. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's uh, it's risky. Let's let's see how, what what happens. But yeah, I, I'm not a very big fan of this type of uh, like splash. Um, uh, so go global launches anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, if you have the money, but you gradually spending and seeing like how the courts mature right. one week, two weeks, three weeks, and then you can actually scale. Yeah. So one of the things that I have talked about before is kind of this notion about moving from the previous zero interest rate market mm -hmm. environment, age of excess into an age of efficiency. Now, if if you're trying to buy efficiently, this is not the same. Yeah, yeah, this is not the same. Because people ask, like, oh, well, like, they are doing so well. I was like, right. how do you know they're doing so well? But, right. you know, like, look, the revenue is, is, is increasing. Yeah. Yes, but do you know how much they, they spend? Oh, well, we don't, but we assume, yeah. like, it's going well. Like, fine. Yeah. So once you, you test for scale, once you see the longer-term ARPU curve, then you can go back and say, ah, yeah, we made the right decision. And again, I don't think either of us are saying they made the wrong decision. No, 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 of course not. But we're saying they're making a hella aggressive decision. Yeah. And, and there's some risk there. And risk bets for, for the future. Right. Future revenues. And pro well, profits <laughs> in particular. All right. The next big launch. Oh, this is my favorite. Survivor.io. Now, this is a game. You know, I, you know, I found it fun. I thought it was very interesting how you take this you know, replayable game mechanic you're adding a lot, a lot of long-term progression to that game, yeah. which is clever. But 
you know, can you speak to what, how, how, how do you think they're doing? Or So they're, yeah, they're doing quite well. I mean, Jakub could talk about this for, for years. Okay. Uh, he loves the like unfolding gameplay, all the fun game design stuff, like how you actually progress with the game and then they are mm-hmm. showcasing or unfolding the new features for you, which monetize like hell. But now, uh, well, so they, they made this like huge splash launch and they were spending like crazy. There were also some like words on the street that they spent quite extensively on TikTok okay. in the first uh, few few weeks and months. And um, they used even like a different product, which was called like, I mean, it's still called like Top View. It's like almost like a branding campaign. Yeah. Of course, if you, if you put that um, in place, TikTok kind of helps you to be on the first position like everywhere. Okay. So I, that worked quite well. And then there was like, there were these days, like, look, so the, the revenue, like it's kind of holding steady with right. typical event spikes things yeah. like that. And they were just on one million a day revenue in like what like four or five days since the global. Wow. And it's like a combination of uh, in-ups and ads uh, ads revenue, and mm-hmm. it's like fifty-fifty almost split. Right. So everything we see here, which is where is it uh, here, which is now well, uh, you had it somewhere else. Uh, we had it here. So it's like two hundred seventy million. And then I think you can add another <laughs> 200 million to that <laughs> revenue on the, on the ads revenue sure. side, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. It's super, super good in terms of the like implementation in yeah. the game. You just want to watch those ads. It's like six or seven placements, and they're uncovering like different other placements. Beautifully done. Yeah, so don't sleep on Survivor.io, guys. Like people are are talking about certain games as being the best game out there, but it's like we got some we got some strong launches here. You know, I, I think well, one clearly there's there's Honkai, which is in one universe. Yeah, it's yeah, different. And yeah. then there's everybody else. Everybody else, yeah. There's everybody <laughs> else, of course. But these guys from Hubby, they're like also pretty aggressive in terms of uh, yes. like launching and, and, games and, and then monetization. They have this like meta game framework that they now apply to all of their games. Yeah. But this one, it's especially working well because of the the whole like marketability and theme. It's just packed into this like almost like a hyper casual visual style. Right. Which is also we are going to talk about the Frozen City, which is very similar. But this is slightly different. They're using like these like hordes of different monsters everywhere is just super overwhelming in the creatives. Yeah. Now, almost all mid-core games using their creative strategy <laughs> now. Fake ads, fake as shit, but taken from Survivor IO because they created something that works really well. Right. And for our audience, just so you know, in terms of Habby itself, this makes sense because if you think about where they came from, right? So they actually came from Cheetah. Cheetah Mobile, yeah. Yes, yeah, so these guys right. were basically ad publishing, like hyper casual experts, worked for a while. The word on sure. the street was they were actually already kind of working on the side on this. That's how it works, man. So they kind of knew they were going to be successful even before they left. That's word on the street, rumor again, rumor, conjecture, speculation. But um, yeah, I, I think that helps you understand that. This is the type of company, if we talk about strategy, understanding the marketability and the potential to get growth for a game, even before you make the game, 
that's where the expertise comes from. And by the way, no, not to take anything away from Archero or from Survivor.io, yeah. but I'm, I, what I'm saying is like, they also have that in their DNA. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And also like Archero was a big success, like genre defining basically. And now they did it again with Survivor and like it's even like better and way, way better than Archero was ever like and, in terms of downloads and revenues. And can you speak on like in terms of their marketing mix or things that they've yeah. done? You mentioned TikTok. Was there anything else that kind of stood out to you? There was really big um, splash on TikTok, uh, mainly on iOS and Android, but mainly on iOS. Like now they're spending almost everything on iOS. Mm. It's like very big amount of budgets. And even if you look at like so Talk. they're spinning on iOS despite, despite ah, yes, exactly, 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 exactly. So iOS is dead. They're still spending like crazy on iOS and it's working quite well for them, apparently, right. based on the, the revenues. And honestly, the mix is just very easy to understand. It's TikTok, Google, Facebook, Uplovin. Uplovin, actually, when we discussed different game launches in the last six months mm-hmm. applying was always like top three they're also doing something very interesting mm. in terms of performance it, it improved so heavily but here i think uh, what's most important in on ios they're doing different mixes in terms of geo so you have the, the south korea japan and, the, and asia and then they have the us yeah so they're also big not only in the us but also in, in asian countries which makes a lot of a lot of right. sense and also like revenue and we don't we don't have the china <laughs> the revenues right. as well yeah, yeah. and they're based on their dev- developers from china so they know their shit they know yep. what they are doing in that market and in terms of uh, uh well, by, by well, before yeah. you move on like yeah. in, as far as the mix there so you so see whether the different ad networks and things like that um where do you see the mix what, what are the top performing ad networks for a game like this for a game like this it's uh it's google way more than facebook i mean like like you okay. said facebook is just minimum you want to have it in the mix but it's not the top spender it's right. usually google tiktok and i see uploading these days so that, those are top, right. top three right. if you have ad monetized game it's definitely Uploving because of the AdRas campaign. So if you mediate with Max, uh, their mediation platform, then you can you can run AdRas campaigns, which is basically targeting wells, but on the ad revenue side. Mm-hmm. Then you have Google, which you can also run AdRas campaigns, and Unity as well. You can also AdRas campaigns. So in this, like this is, I, I joked around. This game is just basically a UA manager's wet dream because you have. You have, we have in-apps and you have ads as well. And if it's 50-50, you can use so many options. In-app revenues, like value optimization, so target veils, and then address campaigns. And you can even use like app event optimized campaigns, like any engagement event. So and you got to use Max. You don't need to use Max. Okay. It's uh, you. You just if you have a healthy split on the ad, okay. ad side versus in apps, you can use whatever mediation you have. So and you, it's it's no longer dangerous to use app loving. <laughs> well, they, they are trying to get rid of their games business, so yeah, I, we'll I, I, I think they've learned their lesson. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think so. And maybe guys, you can you can dip your toes into the wa- into the app loving waters again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's. For me, it's been like one of the best performing channels in the last six months. So it's. Sure. Uh, I mean, they've, they've always performed well. It was just the question was, were they? I know, I know. Yeah, it's been a little, little bit shady, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> but no, like this was like one of the biggest launches for sure, like for last uh, last year, and it's still making shit out of money. 
honestly. So they shifted the strategy on the creative side from from using all only the uh, the gameplay oriented videos to actually something which is really interesting. Right. And they used it for Snake, and now they implemented it back to Survivor IO, which is using actually AI people in the yeah. UGC creative. So instead of using real humans, they use AI. Wow. It's, I used it as well, and it's just outperforming really by far. Okay. And it's easy to produce. You, yeah. have, you can create like 10 iterations out of nowhere in like an hour. Okay. It's perfect. And it was so funny because I, I know those people are made by AI because I used it, but people, they don't know. Mm. Like, I, I talked about it's it with the form, Felix, right? and they're like, yeah. I wouldn't say it's just like so natural, like perfect, really. Great, like guys on the UA side and monetization side, chef's kiss. <laughs> really, uh, seriously, like heads off. Nice. Heads off. All right, Marvel Snap. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. So, um, how do we start on Marvel Snap? So, and I, and by the way, I just saw these guys, so I don't want to say anything <laughs> mean. Yeah. Because I like them. Yeah. But okay, so let, let's. Well, let's, you, let's you, put saw, it this you way. saw the newverse guys, not the. the yeah, 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 no, not the, the secondary. Just okay. to be clear, on the publishing side, but it's the publishing side where there's. A, let's just be honest. Okay, so we, you know, we're kind of insiders in the industry, <laughs> so we hear a lot from a lot of different people. Um, the game itself, obviously, is is a good game. Um, it's actually kind of interesting. So just just the setup in terms of more information for our audience about Snap is that so they were funded by NetEase. I think they raised thirty million to make even more. I think it's fifty. Is, is it more? Okay, the initial funding was thirty. Okay, okay. Nice. Uh, so I don't, I don't know if the other twenty additional twenty came from non-NetEase or if it's all NetEase. Uh, interestingly, you never have a situation like this where you have two different Chinese companies. One does the investment and one does uh, <laughs> the publishing. <laughs> it's unusual. Yeah. So for um, for ByteDance Newverse to come in and do the publishing is unusual. Um, but I would say that like the word on the street is like actually how well. I mean, great for second dinner, you know. And by the way, these are like the X Blizzard. Hearthstone guys, so yeah. you know they know the CCG category pretty well. But the word internally amongst a lot of people, and you know, I can say this because people are tweeting about it and things like that, yeah. is like that the game economically has not been great for Newverse. Now, great for second dinner. And so, you know, on the one hand, it's like, okay, great. Newverse really will push the shit out of a game. Great, right? Um, but then if we're talking about the five best launches over the past year, yeah. Can we consider Marvel Snap to be one of the best launches? I would say one of the biggest launches. Let's say sure, it's yeah, one of the yeah, biggest yeah. launches. But like from an economics perspective, you know, we would probably just like I would kind of discount Monopoly Go right now. Yeah, I probably discount Marvel Snap as a economically successful big launch for now. Um, but I don't know. What do you think? What, what's your take? Yeah. So th thing is, uh, Newverse is still spending a second in the money. So, so they are actually operating that budget, and you know the launch was when I was looking at uh, at the game at that time when they they launched it, it felt like a playbook from 2013 or 14. <laughs> Just like huge amounts of like um, installs from everywhere. Honestly, I saw Ben Broad on Facebook like 10 times a day. Uh -huh. If you think about it, what well, what are you doing on Facebook? <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, true, okay, true. <laughs> 
Twitter as well, by the way, Twitter as well, and Instagram as well, and then no okay. LinkedIn. So I said, uh, okay. that's that's my main social social media. Okay, but I saw him like multiple times a day. If you think about it, the, the frequency of that ad, it's just like crazy so, high. So they they hired an old MZ guy back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They must have hired an old MZ guy. Like, oh, yes. yeah, I like, remember what we did for Game of War yeah, back yeah, in yeah. 2013. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, I think, like that wasn't like very efficient to, uh, on the first person. That's why I think like the economic didn't work that well. Because if you do this type of like big splash goal launches, you are you can't do it like we think uh, Monopoly Go does it. Because I think like they're pushing on in-app side or like app even optimized purchase campaigns, value optimized campaigns, just because the ARPU is like increasing like crazy. Right. In here, it was like most probably not that down the funnel. It was mainly like installs. And if you run these type of campaigns, you can't expect a lot of money back. Yeah. And by the way, Marvel is expensive. <laughs> Just so people know. You mean in terms of IP and license? IP, oh, the nice. I, on the IP licensing oh. side. So you're talking about one of the most, you know, economically, well, not now the Marvel guy. Well, fuck it. I mean, look, it's, it's expensive. I'll it's put expensive. it that way. It's yeah. expensive, yeah. Don't get mad at me, Marvel yeah, yeah, guys, yeah. but okay. you're not showing me much love anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you, you, we mentioned that they made like 80 million uh, based on the data AI since the global launch. Mm -hmm. So. Boards on the streets, they, they spend a lot of money during the first two weeks on the global launch, right. which maybe in like tens of millions. Yeah. And I mean, I would say just based upon, like, I haven't played a lot of Snap, but. but I played a lot of Snap. And, and we, you know, there, there's people in our community that have played a yeah, lot, you know, but clearly the monetization is light. Oh, yeah, 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 100%, 100%. It's very light. It's like no gacha. It's, uh, Although they tried gotcha. Yeah, in there was the a backlash. Yeah, backlash a lot. Yeah, so. But you know, like Ridiker also had a different monetization. Then they put gacha in the in in the game, and then suddenly, instead of making ten or twenty k a day, they just started making two hundred or three hundred thousand per day <laughs> immediately. Yeah, and just of all 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 community. But then you know. And when you say that they used the old 2013 playbook, so they did do some things like, you know, Sam Jackson video, things like that. But it was only like for like short period of time and it was only live on TikTok. I mean, if you have this type of video, you just show it everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. They're like, there is America Chavez in the, in the videos, which is obviously like after Doctor Strange movie, everybody knows her, but... Yeah. She's not a very popular Marvel character. You have Hulk, you have Spider-Man, you have Iron Man, like Thor. Like, why don't you use that? Right. It's just, it's just crazy. Obviously, I was really wrong about um, using or like talking about uh, using Ben Broad in the video because I've heard that it's performing quite well because okay. he's a very strong um, personnel in the per yeah person in the yeah, CCG how? community. In the CCG community. Yeah. Mm, okay. But I know, like, if you want to scale, yeah, nobody scaling, cares. That's yeah. what I said. Like, oh, well, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But in, like, in the CCG community, apparently this works quite well. And honestly, it's not a very big market, right? Yeah. So if you want to just yeah, double down on that, most probably you want to use Ben Brody in that. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know. For scaling? I, For scaling, yeah. most probably no. But if you, yeah, yeah. if you want to capture, like, the whole niche, most probably yes. I think this is a very interesting space just because historically it's been very concentrated, right? It was like yeah. Hearthstone and Yu-Gi-Oh on mobile. Anyway. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. And even Riot with 
Legends of Runeterra. I mean, yeah. I, I I mean that game's not doing well. I mean, that's my guess is that it's not doing well. Yeah, I think I was I was looking into it and uh, like Marvel snap out of uh, uh, all all these like uh, mobile versions it was doing quite okay, okay in terms of like uh, revenue per download and like how the curve increased over time. Okay, but that's mobile. Yeah. <laughs> you have PC and, and others, and also like uh, Hearthstone was on PC first, and then they launched the mobile. So yeah. it's like not comparing apples to apples anyway. Yeah. But in terms of yeah the the UA and, and and everything like during the global launch, why I think it was like a big splash because it was just like, and then it decreased quite heavily after right. three weeks, and there they was like, Facebook, Google, ad networks, and everything just was stopped and then came back to Google and Facebook. And right. you can't scale with two channels. I mean, if you look at the monopoly or survive, right? like they're spending everywhere. Yeah. It's just, yeah, now they, they scaled back quite, quite heavily. Yeah, I, th I think the, um, the way that I would probably think about the longer term success of Snap is, okay, now you've got an, 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 you know, uh, one big investor plus developer plus separate yeah, publisher, publisher yeah. relationship. It's all the parties. It's all the And you got Marvel up in there as well. Yeah. And then you've got like um, clearly Second Dinner has already publicly stated that they're 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 more jazzed about their next game, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then, like, how much attention, effort, energy is going to continue to go into Snap is my question. And were they incentivized properly mm, to push? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I This is all, like, these are the questions, though, yeah, honestly, that people should think about. If you have, the, like, this type of scale of the game, there's still, like, what, like, almost 600,000 BAUs, I think. Okay. Which is not bad. Yeah. It's not bad. And they're making, like, half a million based on the, the external tools on a daily basis, which is, again, like, pretty good. If you right. if you compare it to, to other games, like, a lot of, Companies would like like those those numbers, sure. Without the third parties and all, <laughs> obviously. So, but I think it's still like if they can improve on the monetization, which I think they've done quite recently. Because I'm playing the game, they introduced some like uh, early special offers, and they increased like the early monetization by a lot. Okay. So I guess like they're pretty skillful, and this is still like very much a big learning experience for them like how they can move the needle and if they can move the needle here i mean they most probably can move the needle on the next game like easily but i guess like there's going to be uh, a different selection process for publisher or whatever we'll, we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll see, see. So just pure speculation yeah we don't know <laughs> we don't know <laughs> all right so our last game yes frozen city i love this game and you know what actually the interesting thing is, is that um, I had a game design um, mainly driven by a friend of mine um, that was very similar to this. And I'm excited just because it worked, but like the production value, what they did, kind of mixing city building with idle, yeah. I thought it was really cool. I'm really glad to see that this game is doing well. And I think you're going to see the ARPU curve on this thing just you know, I, I think, you know, for me, the, the numbers, if, if we just look at the pure numbers, it doesn't, Yeah, it, doesn't it compares look, okay. Yeah, it's like 26 million revenue and then 17 million downloads cumulative. Right. Months. But I actually think longer term, this, 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 uh, this has got some legs. I think we're also going to see other games that try to mimic this, and maybe another. There's game. already like few few okay. games in development. Yeah, just like in take on the Frozen City. Yeah, and I think another game that can potentially, or or Frozen City that iterates to 
um, being able to drive higher monetization because you know you're you're mixing collection, you're mixing you know saga-based uh, city building, um, and you've also got like the heroes aspect and collection yeah. around the heroes. So and they have also like a battle uh, element in there, so yep, you, you can yep, yep. you can take your heroes or whatever and actually battle. Right, right. So. Like few, actually few games within one game, basically. Yeah, and so th those additional vectors of progression and potential areas for monetization. Vectors and systems, here we are. I thought, because yeah, Jakub so is always, always talking good, about system and vectors. This thing has great core, No, like you got a lot to work with with the game. So I actually am very, very positive on this game. You know, I am a little bit biased having come from, having previously worked at Fun Plus and, you know, um, but uh, you know, I, I actually think this is this is quite a strong launch. What what do they do on the marketing side? It's it's a very strong launch. I mean, they they were very strong on the on the Applevin side. I mean, look. So if you have idle game and you have ad monetization, the top one channel for it is just Applevin, and mm. it's going to work so well. And this is what worked well for for them as well, where where we have it here, Frozen City. I mean, even now they're still running. I mean, they're again pretty big on iOS. Uh, and what we need to make uh, mention is the 30 or 40 percent uh, uplift on the ads uh, revenue. Yep. So 26 million, then plus like what, 13 additional, which is not bad, not bad. And uh, they're actually quite big in US and um, and also South Korea and uh, some Asian markets as well. Because yeah. I mean, they are from there as well. So I mean, you can see the the pattern as soon as you are from from that type. Uh, part of the world, you know, like what you know what to do. But what stood out to me was the Aplavin, uh, pretty big one. Google, pretty big one. Unity, pretty big one. And they used quite a lot of playable ads, uh, which is great on ad networks. And also, why I think this works quite well is the visual style of the low poly, basically, mm -hmm. which is very close to the hyper casual games. And low poly always for me and the games that managed before resulted in really low CPI in comparison to other okay. themes and, and visual styles. So this is a combination of low <laughs> CPI and idle, which is also pretty low in comparison, well, low CPI in comparison to other genres. Yep. And then if you double down on ad monetization and ad rust campaigns again, like that's all like all three buckets, which is like ticks all on the low CPI side. So that's why I think like this works quite well. And, uh, and also what they did, the company Century Games, they took Frozen City and then they put it into the Whiteout Survival, which is a, basically a Forex game that they mm. have. And they took the Frozen City onboarding, so it's all idle until the point where you actually play the game and then just got, I think, a level seven. Then it zooms out and you see the Forex map. It's just so smooth. Huh? It's, it's, it's amazing. Okay. It's, it's perfect. So this was like, let's call it... I would say, again, through speculation, a very good test to see how it scales. And then it, it, it worked well in terms of the CPI and retention. The, that game has really strong retention. I think day one is like 60%. Mm -hmm. Day seven around 30, which is not bad for idle games. Or just actually, well, I mean, back in the days when idle mine attack was launched, it was like rumored that it's like 70 to 80% yeah. day one. Now, now we, we, don't, we know. don't know how they actually ran <laughs> yeah, yeah, the metrics yeah. for that, but yeah, that yeah. was a, I actually I heard directly from the founders. But, oh, nice. Uh, so this, yeah, you, you never know. You never know. <laughs> so this was like a, a nice experiment, like how to actually onboard players to the 4x because we know like yeah. 4x is pretty expensive and it's really hard to get players. So like, 
this is like a, like a whole story from launching Frozen CD to actually launching right. Wide Out Survival like after like two months. The timing in terms of the December, it's just not. Oh yeah, let's talk yeah, about that. It's not fortunate, but again, you think about it, you have a golden cohort. Right. It's twenty sixth of December, so all the like e commerce and all the shit which is pre Christmas right. already like kind right. of fades. And when does the App Store freeze? Uh, it was before Christmas for two weeks, but I'm not sure if that's that's so they didn't even, the case anymore. Yeah, okay. And even if if the it, that freeze like you have the well, release, build, and kind yeah. of like way. Featuring yeah. doesn't matter anymore. So. Yeah, it does, yeah. Oh man, it's like it's just it's zero. Yeah. Well, like it's you have a, a bunch of downloads, but the revenues just stay flat. Yeah. Um, at least on Google and iOS, like maybe that does something. But so in terms of timing, it's not as bad. Mm -hmm. I've even launched the games in like twenty. 22nd or 20th of December. It's like, again, like the golden cord is always there. Okay. And like, if you power through the golden cord until January, it's like actually like not bad timing. Okay. So you, you scale or start to grow the budget from the end of December and then it right. kind of grows because January, February is pretty good. Uh, those are pretty good months overall for, for okay. UA. So yeah, good. Okay, so maybe um, those are all the five games. Maybe what we could do to wrap up is, so in your opinion, how would you rank these five games in terms of what you what you believe are the I don't know best performing or, or best for you? But I I think we we have to discount uh, Honkai uh, <laughs> because it's just well like, it's it's just number one. It's just number it's one. Yeah, number one. yeah. Okay, so like number one's number taken. one. Yeah, number so, one. So what's your okay. two to five? So two is definitely Survivor IO. That's what I would say. That's like definitely, well. uh, and then I. I can't decide because it's very tricky in terms of the Monopoly Go. Um, but I would say Frozen City, Marvel's Night, Monopoly Go, just because Monopoly Go is still pretty early, and I think like that's way like that's not profitable. Okay. Yeah, I would. So we're similar. Uh, obviously, Honkai for me, number one, number two would be Survivor.io. Yeah. Uh, number three, I would say Frozen City. Nice. Um, then Monopoly Go, then this Snap. Time. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> okay. I would yeah. say like Monopoly Go because because I wouldn't put them fifth because yeah, I know. we're still going to see what happens. Yeah. Or they, they will see what happens. We, we can only speculate. <laughs> and then Snap. Economics are kind of challenging, but yeah. I'm, I'm glad they were able to have a good push. And, yeah. you know, they're, you know, by the way, you know, uh, Love Newverse. Yeah. You know, Snap seems like an awesome game, and, and we, we're definitely um, rooting for them. Nice, okay. All right, I think that's it's it. Perfect. Anything Thank else? You so much. Yeah, all good. Well, Thanks all right. for listening. Bye, everybody. Cheers. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right.